cars are. My dad worked for GM. Detroit is just a vacuum of, of, of dumb. Let's do a little role play like we do. You're not the kind where I'm the pool guy. I'm though. in. Yeah, no. Oh, no. I think I've already dropped three expletives, and we're not 30 seconds in. I should get to have a parrot if I also have to have a hook or an iPad. It's yeah. an automotive show here. Let's move on. Here's the cars are. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Doug Browner. Thank you for joining us. It is the fastest 22 minutes in the world, but one that is absolutely necessary. Kim Browner joining me. Hello. How hello. are you? Yes, yes. We are We are conventional enough to be um, uh, married still. Yes, and I don't hyphenate or, or retain a previous last yeah, that's name. That's really true about you. And that's God right. knows you have enough of them. You I could. do. I dropped them all for you, baby doll. Um, we got a lot to talk about, so let's get right to it. It is the holiday season. Um, when you look at holiday travel, you really are talking about Thanksgiving travel. Far more people travel on the highways uh, during Thanksgiving. The most traveled day of the year, Yeah, right? well, that, that kind of weekend. I don't know what day. I think Sunday after Thanksgiving. Uh, we, of course, are uh, with our good friend Nate Darling at the Nate Darling New Media Studios on How Are You. Nate, how are you? I'm well, Doug. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. You driving over the holiday? Or are you staying at home? Or? I think we're going to end up staying at home. We've we've uh, we've done a Vegas trip over Thanksgiving before. which nice! is Vegas for Thanksgiving. You don't necessarily think of it. This but- has got to be pre-kid. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. <laughs> of course. Keep going. Uh, and that's actually where I proposed. Good luck. Good luck. Uh, shut up! Yeah, I proposed in front of the, right after a Bellagio fountain show. <laughs> you know what's so you funny? You are my spirit animal. You know what's so funny? I, I, I actually used to have a DVD under the bed called the Bellagio fountain show. <laughs> totally not <laughs> kidding. Right, version, I mean, it was one of the series, but... I'm sorry. It just struck me as no worries. Bellagio Fountain Show is <laughs> too good. You just sprayed all over his engagement story. Tell me the story. So yes. wait, it was Thanksgiving. It was Thanksgiving, and uh, we had done the the trip to Vegas with my wife and my future father in law. Okay, and uh, we went out to dinner at uh, Wolfgang Puck's yeah. uh, restaurant there at you go. Uh, the Venetian. Beautiful. And I'd been trying to get to the top of the Eiffel Tower at Paris because that's where I really wanted to do it. Paris and Las Vegas. Yeah, exactly. Why why trying? What was the obstacle there? The obstacle was, hey, let's go do it because I didn't tell anybody. Mm -hmm. So it was always, hey, let's go do this show. Hey, let's go do this. Because that's where you were going to propose. Exactly. Gotcha. And then when we finally – I'm like, okay, I can do it after dinner – there were no more tickets available because they have a finite number of tickets. <laughs> this is a so, classic Doug story. This is- yeah. <laughs> so I had to call an audible and figure out how I was going to do all of this. Right. So we went for a walk. Where's after the dinner. ring? Uh, I actually proposed with a mood ring. Love it. From love uh, it. the now defunct Dimple Records. Yes. Awesome, love it. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Keep going. Because I knew I would not get the proper ring. Right. If I bought it, I would sure. get it wrong. No, no, no. This is great. Um, so I had the mood ring. Hopefully it's, it's got the right color on it when right. you give it to her. Uh, well, you know, it's not, hopefully it's hopefully the mood was black. good. Right. Yeah, it was fantastic. No, All black right. isn't even bad on the mood ring. All right. Yeah, so, so we walk over and uh, we walk out to see the Bellagio Fountain Show. And I know what happens when it ends Everybody walks away. So the Bellagio Fountain Show ends. She turns to walk away. Everybody walks away. I tap her on the shoulder, drop to a knee. Uh, So we're basically alone now in one of those cutouts in front of the Bellagio Fountains. Right. uh, Proposing. And she says the words that I will never forget. (laughs) 
as long as I live. Uh, and those words are, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> I think we're alone now. Does anybody have a shot of this? Was there anybody shooting video? No, 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 no. I, this was, this was completely, uh, completely random. But as soon as it happened, this guy wanders up and he has made flowers out of palm fronds. So I w- for you or just he's, random? He's randomly this is random. a street handicraft man. Oh exactly. God, this is so vague. And so uh, we buy that from him. We actually have a memory box now that's got some Bellagio <laughs> stuff awesome. and that same flower in there. Your love, I love flower it. was uh, in and there. Was this on Thanksgiving? On Thanksgiving. When you I, – I, let me go back to Pucks. Did you go there on Thanksgiving for yes. the meal? How was it? It was, it was really good. It's the steakhouse uh, yeah. that we went to. And the reason that we go is my father-in-law is – Crazy for their banana cream pie. Yes. Have you met the guy? Have you met Wolfgang? I have not. No, I, I, I've met him. A little out of his mind. Sure. I mean, no, like literally. Like a like, little out of his mind. In a good way. Sure. In a very kind way. Uh, but pop, I'm not sure he knows who he is. black. No, I think, I think he might have lost awareness of his own amazingness long ago. <laughs> And I, and he and he doesn't yeah he but a very nice guy. Do we have two minutes? Yeah. <laughs> do I do I, no, I no, can we, I take thirty seconds here? Thirty, thirty, and that's it. <clears throat> so I was at the Eiffel Tower once. Oh yes. And um, I was not yet married to the amazing Doug Browner. You're down to twenty seconds for this story. And evidently, Eiffel there's Tower an, in in Las Vegas. No, no, in Paris, oh, France. Oh, in Paris, I see. And um, evidently, there's an elevator that will take you to the top in a matter of a moment. Yes. Um. Doug said, no, no, the line's too long. We'll take the stairs. And it was a rainy day in April. And so it took us like 19 hours to take the stairs up to the top. shoe broke or something on the way up. I had a boot. The boot sprung a a big opening. It's the most arrogant story you've ever done. Rain is entering, torrential rain into the boot. And as we're walking up to the top, he leans over and says, I want you to know I am not going to propose to you at the top of the Eiffel Tower. Because it was going to be too quiet. I knew that you would think that that was what I was doing. I actually didn't. It had not occurred to me that that might happen. And you said... I'm dead serious. I'm not going. To I'm ask you not to going to ask you to marry me on the top of this thing. Don't fuck with me. I'm telling you. I, I, I brought and, your and ass you to were, Paris. You weren't getting any more nat. You were <laughs> true to your word. <laughs> oh man! Thank you for the story. And yeah, yeah, the most pretentious story you've ever told. I did end up marrying you. Well, um, a girl, a girl could dream, girl and then it dream. still came true. So there you go. Oh, who's taking an Uber ride lately? Anybody? Any Everybody, of course, we all have. Everybody Ubers. Um, the company continues to make headlines, and not in a good way anymore. How much time do we have in this segment? One? One minute. All right, so let's. what I want to do is tell you why Uber is has got a big problem, and it's bigger than you think. And I'm, for the first time ever, going to publicly call these guys out for doing some really bad shit. Um, and uh, how the company... As I see it, and do some, I'll, I'll look at some stock valuations and what a huge PR disaster they're facing, and how I don't think the company's sustainable. We're going to leave Lyft out of the argument for today, but they've got the same problems. You're listening to the number one automotive podcast, Eiffel Tower stories notwithstanding. Um, I, uh, I am not going to marry you. All right, we'll talk, we got a lot coming up. You're not, you're not going to want to miss this. Stay tuned. Give me a minute. We'll be right back. The Cars Are Podcast is brought to you by, well, go figure, the Cars Are Auto Repair and our full line of automotive products. 
from waxes and polishes to financial services to even auto insurance and of course our famous excellent 35-year tradition of auto repair located at the corner of san juan and greenback in citrus heights and on the corner of el camino and bell street in sacramento quite simply if it's a need that your car has we have the solution expertly inexpensively and with passion you have my guarantee that if it's your problem it's my problem and i'll fix it for you the cars are auto repair and the cars are financial services give us a call today or leave us a message and check out our full line of automotive products and services at facebook.com slash the cars are Welcome back to the show. I'm Doug Browner. We've all taken uh, Lyft or Ubers, or we'll just call them rideshare. It's important to point out a couple of things. These companies are premised on one thing and one thing only, and that is not what they're doing now. They make no money. It, it's it's They're not car companies. They're a computer company. The whole concept behind Uber, we'll just pick on them for today because they deserve it, for the reason I'm about to tell you, is it's a computer. And it's a computer that uses algorithms that dispatch contractors uh, to come and pick you up and deliver you where you want to go, obviously. We all know how it works. Two problems, the, the least of which it was recently ruled in California that Lyft and Uber drivers are actually employees and not contractors, which means the cost of your ride is going to go up significantly if the companies need to hire these guys as employees. Um, it's being challenged in the courts. There's no final decision yet on whether the conversion of the drivers from Lyft or Uber to from independent contractors to employees will be successful. That's not the story today. Here is the story. Is the reason these companies exist is that they need to get the drivers out of the car. The drivers take away all the profit. Right. They want to get the drivers out of the car, and in order to do that, they got to make these self-driving cars work. Self-driving or automated cars do work. You've driven one. I've driven one. They work. Let's just get it out of the way. There are universities. A little Michigan uh, University of Michigan uses nothing but automated cars and buses on their campus. Correct. They work. They just work, or do they? Uber is every day. Uber comes to work to do one thing. And it's not to get you home from the bar because you're drunk. It's to finally get the government to allow them to introduce a self-driving car so they don't have to pay the driver. In order to do that, they need to do testing. And it was last year, and this is just, word of this is just starting to leak out, but it is confirmed. Last year, during a test of a self-driving car that Uber was performing in Tempe, Arizona, which is just outside of Phoenix, a woman was crossing the street with her bicycle. She was not riding. She was just walking it across. Okay. Her name was Elaine Herzberg. She was 49. I say the word was because she was struck and killed by a car. That car was an autonomous car being tested by Uber. The car just ran her over. Oh, boy. Now, in order to qualify certain states, in order to allow uber to perform these kinds of tests the states have said okay you can test your automated cars with no drivers but you got to have a safety you got to have a safe the co-pilot in the car monitoring 
That makes sense. Right. One would make sense. I would say that thank you for like that redundancy. the student driver car that has the brake in the past. Exactly. Side, sure. And in fact, this car did have a safety monitor in the car who was watching a television show <laughs> on her phone when Ms. Herzberg was struck and killed. Defendant one, Uber. Defendant two, Miss TV show watching. Yeah. That's her. I mean, it's 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 unspeakable, and I don't. You know, you could talk all day long about AI. You could talk all day about the, the wonders of of my daughter's iPhone eleven, which I, all that shit, all these algorithms. That's fine. Tell that to Elaine's family, who was crossing the street with her bicycle when. This autonomous car failed to recognize her as a human or as anything, for that matter, that it should break for, and it just ran her over. I mean, so who's talking about that? I looked at Uber stock today. It's it's trading about $23 a share. I I just don't – California is – Nate, California's 35 million cars on the road. Are you telling me that with 35 million drivers, we, we, want, we, we sincerely believe that within a year or two, three, five, that we're going to successfully and safely integrate autonomous driving because what it is all has to be premised upon is that the car is smarter than you. And your brain is created by God. And I'm the least religious guy I've ever met. But nothing has ever been invented by man that is bigger, better, and smarter than your brain. I, I just, I don't think this need, need, this story needs to be oversold. It's outrageous. These companies are outrageous. The companies exploit their drivers. Yes. We did a study of Lyft and Uber's cars that we see in our shops. Yes. Because, oh, wait, I'm a mechanic, so I own shops and we see them. Over a 90-day period, we did a self, an in-house study. An for audit. Of- an audit of Lyft and Uber drivers. Of the audit, and I have the, the numbers for you, 65% of all Lyft and Uber cars inspected by my company had at least one underinflated tire. 21% of the cars, one out of five had a safety defect that we would quantify as either a check engine light, a tail light or brake light out, or brakes below or tires below what is a legal minimum in most states. 21%. You have a one in five chance, according to my data, right. of having a car that's not safe if you contract in a ride share. And that's as far as we went. We stopped it right there because I knew we were getting into dicey ground. I'm not so sure I'm not going to get sued for this, but I, I can tell you, we, and we're not, we are not a Lyft certified. I mean, there are places that Lyft drivers ostensibly need to go every once for in a while. certification or whatever. And the one locally I know is, is Pep Boys. Yeah, I saw that yeah. today. I want Manny Moe and Jack looking at the car that I'm strapping my kid into. Come on. So now we've got a company that basically has indentured its own employees 
that makes them pay their own gas, their own insurance, their own maintenance, which they're not doing because they're not making any money. They can't afford to maintain it. So they don't want to pay them. They don't want to make them employees and give them health care or workman's comp or anything like that. It would increase the price of the ride like 300%. Right. They would be out of business. They have made, they're not, the company's worth nothing. It's all, um, you know, it's all investment, Mm -hmm. you know, venture capital. And now they've run somebody over and killed them. In a rush, a mad rush, if you ask me, and an unreasonable rush towards implementing driverless cars right. for for nothing more than profit. That's it for profit. Now, if you want to, if you want to be virtuous, find technology that will dedicate a lane on the, on I five to semi trucks, like they, like they do, then that are automated. That is a good idea. You keep the trucks twenty feet apart. You run them on, and you and you put them. And Amazon wants to do this. Make them all electric. And they're in their own lane. And they're in their own lane. You dedicate a lane to to, to semis. You keep them electric. You keep them twenty feet apart, and they can and you can easily do that. It's like they're like trains. Absolutely great idea. Virtuous. Good for air quality. Good for the state. Good for congestion. You don't have. You're not afraid of the big trucks passing you. It's an outstanding idea. High utilization, meaning you could. You'll get more trucks because they all have that dedicated lane, twenty four seven. You run them right because the drivers don't have to stop and rest. Uber and Lyft don't. They're not about. They're not about that. They're not about that. Amazon's about it because Amazon wants to own its own distribution and transportation. Yes, that's why they got out of the FedEx whole thing. Right. But Uber and Lyft just want to get rid of the damn driver so they can pay back all the people they owe in stock that they've promised that they're going to be big, badass companies. Look, you, you, my, here's my issue with you. I'm tired of hearing drivers complain they don't make enough. I take a lot of ride shares because I'm a drinker. I, I, I find my I travel a lot. I'm in a lot of Uber and Lyft cars. We tend to move a lot of vehicles from place to I'm, place. I, I find take, that to be more. I'm above average. Reason I'm an above we're... average rideshare user. Yeah, I engage with the drivers still. I think that they. Um, I, I am. I'm fascinated by whether or not it's a good gig. Over the last eight, ten, twelve months, it has been a resounding no. Right. And the them being upset that their reimbursements aren't high enough. The demands of the company. I think the, the guys and the women who drive know that the company hates them, that the company doesn't care about them, doesn't want them as employees. They feel underappreciated. They certainly feel vulnerable. They're tired of the costs. I mean, driving a car around all day costs a lot of money. Oh, and wait, gas is four bucks a gallon. Yes, all is. of those costs absorbed by the driver as the company continues to try to slash rates. And now they've killed somebody. I, this is just this is just the reality. I don't. I'm not. I don't. I'd have to be a real asshole to even put a, a bigger point on it. I think that they need to pull it together, or at least I, more guys like me need to to just point out what these companies are really about. And it's not about. Look, they they before Lyft and Uber. Yes, I could get home from the bar in what was called. It was what was the name of it again? Oh yeah, a cab. That was regulated by the state of county, had a medallion, the driver was vetted, they were insured, and the car had to be inspected by the municipality, either the city, county, or state in which it operated, under livery laws. There's a word you don't use every day. It's called livery. goes back to horse and wagon. Don't F with me. 
When lifting, I, there are about nine guys in this country who know more about cars than me. And I was like number three who cried bullshit when Lyft and Uber came out and said, we're going to reinvent livery. Bullshit. It's not going to work unless they, um, and then, so, uh, let me end it with this. So let's assume we figure the, we stop running people over. That makes sense. With all, with all, well, but you see that, that's what they're hoping for. That's that. That's what the company wants, Kim. The company wants you to be exhausted with it. Just, I don't care. I, I had, I had, I went. I had girls' night out, and we're just going to take a lift home. And that you set aside what the reality is. Revolution is hard, it's and it's loud. Viva la revolution! Change will only occur when you get when you hear it and you get hammered by it enough. And this had to be said, and I've never said it as loudly as I've said it today. That's true. That's how change and, – and I, I like the fact that you're annoyed you've had enough. Good. Go – do me a favor then. I have Ms. Herzberg's family's uh, phone number in, in Arizona. Why don't you call them and tell them that you've had enough? Her family's had enough too. They lost a I'm mother. I'm saying I that. know. I'm, I'm being facetious. You can never have enough of the criticism that is well-deserved and that these companies have failed to resolve these questions – and they fail to address their core mission, which is to get rid of the driver, automate the car, and yet they I, who are you going to sue? Who who are you going to sue when an automated car, when two automated cars hit each other? How how, where, how is this being handled on a tort level in California? Where there, I, I just there are so many questions that nobody was asking. But we all are sitting there, you know, celebrating this technology. It's not real. And it, it just had to be said. My, and, and you know what? And I'm just going to say this, and, and not to end it on a negative note, and Nate and I will make a joke, I'm sure, because that's how we grieve. I'm going to find out if I have to do it myself. But if Uber did not send the Herzbergs flowers at that funeral, I'm going to go on a rampage of a type that's barely been seen. Because there's a rule in the universe. I know there is. Isn't there, Nate? When you kill somebody, you should probably send, oh, I don't know, an FTD. Sorry, I ran over your wife, okay? Well, if you ask a lawyer, they would say that might admit culpability. <laughs> oh, so, right. So, so you, you can't send flowers. You can't send flowers because then you've admitted it's you, your you, fault. You, it's, you're right. An, you, an anonymous bouquet. <laughs> right. Maybe you should just send it on with an unsigned card. Jesus Christ, I mean, did, did somebody from the company show up? Sorry we ran over mom. This is the number one podcast anywhere. Um, uh, Facebook.com slash the cars are. Thanks to the Darling New Media Studios on Howe Avenue, the number one home for all podcasts. You can find them on Facebook as well. We'll link this and more on our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash the cars are. Drive safely. We'll talk again soon.